Welcome to the I Am Persuaded podcast with Travis Shelton. Our desire is to provide weekly encouragement and biblical truths so that you too can be persuaded that He is able. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Now, let's hear what Pastor Travis has to say. Welcome back to the I Am Persuaded podcast. Today's episode is a little different, but if you listen, I'm positive you'll be blessed by what you will hear. I was honored to be able to sit down with Dr. Curtis Barbary. For those of you that are not familiar with Pastor Barbary, he served as senior pastor at Beulah Baptist Church in Bennett, North Carolina for 40 years and eight months. He certainly has longevity in the ministry. He has pastored and preached for 65 years now. Dr. Barbary has received three honorary doctorate degrees from three separate colleges for his service in the ministry. During his time as pastor here in Bennett, North Carolina, God sent major revival to this area. I encourage you to take the time and listen to Pastor Barbary's personal testimony about the faithfulness of the Lord. So we're looking forward today to hearing your testimony. And we know God has worked, and many people that if you're from Beulah, you know how God's worked in his life uh, here at Beulah. And so we're looking forward to just hearing from start to finish how good God's been in your life and uh, how God's used you over the years. So if you would just be so kind to go ahead and just start with your testimony, that'd be great. All right, tomorrow I celebrate a birthday of 86 years old. Wow. Tomorrow, 86 years ago, I was born in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Amazing thing, when I was in the ministry about 15 years or longer, 15, 20 years, my mother told me a story. I had a great grandfather that lived up the street from where we lived. And uh, when I was born, a few days later, he came down to see my mother and the baby. Hmm. My mother said he took me in his arms and began to walk around the room. And he turned back toward her and tears was running down his face. And he said to her, this is the Baptist preacher I've been asking God to give us in the Barbary family wow. for many years. That was in May. And uh, he died in September of that year, so I never did able, was able to know him. Yes, sir. Uh, and she told me that after I'd been preaching about 15 years. So when I get to heaven, I want to look up my great-grandfather yeah. and thank him for praying that God would send uh, a Barbary into the ministry. That's amazing. So I was, uh, uh, and then after many years, I grew up not, not in church. I went to church occasionally, but not often. And when I was 17 years old, the Spirit of God began to deal with me, and I went to Pelham Baptist Church in Pelham, South Carolina. We lived in Simpsonville, and I was about 14 miles away, on a Sunday night, and never had been there before. I slipped in, sit down under the balcony, and Dr. Harold Seitler was the pastor. Yes, sir. Brother Seitler got up and began to preach, and I know what he preached on. He preached on Elijah and Elisha crossing the Jordan River. Hmm. And thank God I crossed that night. Amen. And was born again by yes, the sir. blessed spirit of the living God. And I met my wife there, and we were married. And, and that was in 1951. I was converted. And in 1953, Miss Barbie and I were married. And then in 1954, I was called into the ministry. God began to deal with me about preaching and I didn't understand. I didn't know nothing about preaching, had never been around no preachers or <laughs> anything of that nature. And I didn't fight the Lord. I don't like the, the phrase fighting the Lord. Yeah. You can't fight God because he's gonna win every 
<laughs> That's right. He's already won the <laughs> Yes, sir. But, you know, I, I, I guess I resisted somewhat because I was reluctant, more reluctant than anything else, more afraid that I couldn't do that. I didn't know anything about that. And the Lord dealt with me for several months. And one Sunday evening, we went in to, to get ready to go to church that night, and my wife went in the kitchen to make some sandwiches, and I went off in the bedroom and got down to pray before we went to church. And when I got down on my knees and said, Father, that's as far as I got. My heart <laughs> just broke open. Yeah. I just began to weep before the Lord, and I felt the call of, to preach so strong. My wife heard me weeping, and she come running in the bedroom, got down beside me and said, What's the matter with you? Are you sick? And I shook my head, No. She said, well, what's wrong with you? And I said, well, I'll tell you if you won't tell nobody. <laughs> the Lord's called me to preach, and I can't preach. And I'll never forget what she said. She put her arm around my, up around my neck, and she said, Curtis, if God's called you to preach, you can preach. Amen. And I found that to be true. That's the truth. That God's callings are his enablings. Yes, sir. And so I started out preaching like I like a young preacher would on streets and wherever I had opportunity. I had two prison camps. I went to on Sunday and preached at those prison camps for a year or so. And then I got sick. I had, hmm. I had some problems with my lungs. My lungs collapsed. And come find out when I was a baby, they never did develop properly. Yeah. And when I began to preach and put pressure on them, they was weak and they began to leak and collapse. And I was under doctor's care for a couple of years, and the doctor, in fact, said I needed to he needed to take my right lung out, and uh, I never would be able to preach. I wouldn't be strong enough, wouldn't have enough wind, enough of power, my, uh, lung power to preach, and I never would consent for him to take it out. And I lived with that, and it was a burden for about two years. It was, it was horrible. I was unable to work at times and unable to preach at all. And uh, after about two years, one day I told my wife, I said, I'm going, I had an appointment to go to the doctor. And I, I said, I'm going to the doctor today. And if he says, uh, take it out, I can't take this pain any longer. I'm yeah. just going to the hospital and take it out. And I got in my car. And when I sat down in my car, began to crank it. God came in that car in a way that I'd never experienced. It felt like God touched me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. And I began to rejoice and praise God. I drove from Simpsonville to Greenville, South Carolina to the doctor's office and went in the doctor's office and I, I was a crying and a shouting and a praising God and it kind of upset everything in the doctor's office and they carried me off in the back and the doctor's assistant floor scoped me and x-rayed me and he said, I'm not satisfied with that and he called in the main doctor, Dr. Kitts, Kit Smith and uh, he went through the process and he I'll never forget we went out in his office and sit down he said well I want to tell you I don't know how how it's happened but your lungs look solid wow. they look healed up and you can do whatever you want to do wow. he said what would you do if I told you you could do whatever you want to do what would you do I said I'd preach for next Sunday amen and I started and I've been preaching ever since yes sir God's been gracious in the yes, Lord sir has blessed me and I'm grateful for that. After two years of sickness, then immediately after that, thereafter, uh, a church opened up in Columbia, South Carolina, and Casey, South Carolina, actually, Emmanuel Baptist Church. Mm. And I went there in 1957 
and pastored there until 1960, and I moved up to Mount Pisgah Baptist Church in Candler, North Carolina, and stayed there three years, and then I came down here to Beulah Baptist Church, and, and uh, first Sunday, first Sunday of Janu uh, January, first Sunday of January, 1963, hmm. and uh, I stayed here about uh, 40 years and eight months, the best I could calculate. Wow. And had a wonderful, wonderful ministry for which I give the Lord the praise. During the time of, that, of my pastorate here, I, I suppose one of the most outstanding things that ever took place. Of course, the salvation of souls was yes, sir. the most outstanding thing. Yeah. When a person got saved with the grace of God, there's no substitute for that. That's the highest thing on the top side of God's green earth is when a soul is born into yes, the sir. family of God. Yes, sir. But there, God sent a revival to this church. I've had preachers ask me what brought the revival. Let me tell you, it wasn't Curtis Barbary. It wasn't Percy Ray. It wasn't no particular church member. It was a sovereign act of Almighty God. Yes, sir. That did it. Yes, sir. And we were just instruments to be used yeah. for God to accomplish His purpose. But revival broke out here in 1967. Wow. Lasted about five years. And I don't know, scores and scores of people got saved as a consequence of that revival. In fact, I think that was one of the most distinguishing elements that made this church what it is today. Yes, sir. Was the move of God in that revival. A lot of preachers came out of that revival. I think some, best I recall, about 12 preachers came out. Wow. Went out in the ministry and other missionaries and other others that went out. And we're grateful for that, for how the Lord blessed. And in the meantime, God's been gracious. I had a couple of heart attacks and I got a little weak and I gave up this church. They, the church didn't vote me out or run me off. And I didn't quit because somebody was mad at me. Of course, they probably was mad at me. <laughs> They'd been mad at me for 40 years, some of them. But, uh, <laughs> Somebody asked me one time, said, how do you stay at the church so long? I said, outlive your enemies. There you go. Is the best way to do it. Yeah. Not really. I, I, I felt like I needed to give the church up, and I did. And I got stronger after a couple of years. I did just did meetings, revival meetings. And after a couple of years, I got pretty strong. And I took uh, uh, Beulah Hill Baptist Church down here at Pinehurst, and Pastored it for about eight years and left there and went down to a Christian church in vast North Carolina, Mount Pleasant, one of the most pleasant congregations I've ever wow. preached at. Had had a wonderful time for almost two years there. Then came from there up to uh, First Baptist Church at Carthage, and now I'm over at uh, Crossroads Baptist Church in Robbins, North Carolina, pastoring. Yes, so God has been gracious. I've had the privilege to pastor Baptist people for 65 years. Wow, 65 years. And uh, in the meantime, I preached on the radio. I had a radio broad broadcast on 12 states, and I was on the radio for 25 years. And also I did the conferences and camp meetings and revivals. Best I last count, I had over a thousand over a thousand meetings I've done. Wow! In revivals and camp meetings and conferences and so on, away from the church. So I've been blessed. Yes, sir. And I'm grateful to God for all of His rich blessings upon me to give me physical strength. And 
I don't know much about the mental strength, <laughs> but uh, he's given me mental, he's given me physical strength, and I praise him for it. Yes, sir. One of the most outstanding things that I can attribute much of my ministry to was my mentors. Yeah. I was blessed with some of the greatest preachers that kind of just put their arms around me and took me in as a young preacher to counsel me, to pray for me, to encourage me. And I had the privilege to preach. Back in the, young, uh, in, in the early days, uh, uh, the churches would have conferences and Bible conferences, they called them. Yes, sir. And they'd have a young preacher and an old, old preacher to come and preach. And they'd have the older preacher to preach in the mornings and the young preacher to preach at night. Brother Joe Parson told me one time, we, he and I was preaching one of those meetings together, and I would got all excited on a night, the night before in the meeting, and the saints was a shouting and a praising God, <laughs> and I was too. And Brother Joe and I went back over to our little cottage where we were staying, and I was so excited. He was sitting there in the rocking chair, just as calm, just a rocking. And, yeah. and I, just, I couldn't be still. I was just moving around, praising the Lord. And he said, Now, Brother Barbary, said when you're young, you got in excitement and enthusiasm, and you can stir up the people. Hmm. But said when you get old, you better have something to say to them. Yeah. <laughs> I never I forgot that. That's true. As you must. But I had men like William Huntley, Dr. William Huntley. Yes, sir. That took me under his wing, and he was pastor of the Balfour Baptist Church for many, many years. Great preacher. One of the greatest mountain preachers, I think, Western North Carolina ever knew. And B.B. Caldwell from Greenville, South Carolina. Yes, sir. Harold Seitler, of course, my pastor from Greenville. And Joe Parsons uh, was like a father to me. And Percy Ray, he and Percy Ray was just like a, a father to me yeah. in my ministry. Both of them. That's I amazing. preached these men's funerals by their request before yes, they sir. ever died. They came and asked me if I'd do it, and I committed to it. And I told them to put it down. They did, and when they died... Their families called me, and I had the privilege to conduct their funerals. Wow. And Dr. James Stewart, a missionary from Scotland. Yes, sir. Was one of the great influences in my life. He used to come and stay at our home. In fact, our daughter, Marcy, is, is named after his wife, Ruth Stewart. Yes, sir. He and Miss Ruth and Dr. James would come and stay at weeks at a time, and he would... Oh, his, the lessons he'd give you, yeah. the advice he'd give you was invaluable. Just yes, sir. Precious, precious, precious men of God that I've had in my ministry for which I'm grateful. You know, uh, I'm an old man now, and I look back over my life, and I, I've lived, I live so fast. Yeah. And there's two things. Somebody asked me the other day, said, what would you do if you had to do over? I said, I'd spend more time with my friends. Yeah. I'd spend more time with my friends, and I'd spend more time with my family. Yes, sir. But mm -hmm. it, coming through there with the raising a young family, as I, was, as I did, and five children, and Miss Barbara primarily raised them, I was gone so much of the time. Half of the time I was yes, off sir. somewhere in a revival meeting and so on. But if I had my life to live over, I'd, I'd uh, spend more time with my family. And my friends. So the older you get, the more you cherish friendship. Yeah. When I get to glory, and I'm going to be there. <laughs> Amen. Just as sure as I sit here in this seat, I'll be there. Amen. I'm going to look up some of those fellas. Yeah. 
And I want to thank them. Yeah. I want to thank them for making such a contribution uh, to my life. The Lord was gracious to me. And early in my ministry, I was able to take some uh, correspondence courses from Emmaus Bible Institute while during my sixth period, the time I was sick, I was unable yeah. to preach two years there. I took correspondence, and it, it gave me a foundation, yeah. a good school, good fundamental teachings, and it helped me. And then I was able to go to Fruitland Baptist Bible College, and then I was able to go to Lutheran Seminary, and I appreciate the the teachers. Yeah. Had some wonderful teachers over the years. And yes, sir. Great men of God. I remember when Luther Rice, Dr. Williams, said one time, was in a class, and... Uh, <clears throat> One of the preachers asked him, said, Dr. Williams, how long should a preacher preach in his church? He said, well, till he gets done. <laughs> he said, some of you are done when you preach about 10 minutes. Yeah. He said, the secret is this. When the people get done, you're done. Yeah. What he was saying is, read that congregation. Yeah. And when they f stop getting what you're preaching, you're finished. Yes, sir. So preach. I thought that was. That's good. Wonderful, wonderful lesson. That's good advice. Yes, wonderful sir. Wonderful lesson. And I've had, I remember some good things that preach, uh, the teachers had said over the years. It's been such a blessing to me. So, Travis, it's a joy to be here with you and to share these uh, things in my life. I just praise God for you and for your association here with this church. Yeah. I feel honored that you're here, a young man of your quality. And your concern, your love in this ministry with Brother Jackson. I appreciate Brother Jackson. He, yes, sir. His father uh, was my associate here for nearly eight years, I believe it was, around yeah. seven, half, eight years. Yes, sir. I'll never forget when I, when I, God began to bless Beulah Church, our music wasn't too good. We, wasn't, we did the best we could, yeah. but we didn't have much, much music. And, and I got to praying about it. And, I'd been in churches that had pretty good music programs. And so uh, I, I thought about uh, getting a music director, and so I called the deacons together. And they never had had no, nobody paid but the preacher, and he was partially paid. Yeah. <laughs> but I called them together, and I said, we need to get a, a music director and bring him in here. Yeah. And they, they was awful quiet about that. They oh, said, yeah. well, we don't know about that. We never had nobody like that before. And I said, well, I feel like, I feel like that what God's leading us to do is that's what we need to do. Yeah. And finally they said, well, if you feel that way, we'll go along with what you feel. And I appreciated that. And they did. Yes, sir. And I went and got uh, Brother uh, Jackson, Brother Nolan Jackson. Yeah. He was just a young man. Oh, yeah. Very young. Yeah. And uh, brought him up here. And I'll never forget when uh, I was going to hire him, I asked Brother uh, Percy Ray, I said, what do you think about me getting a man in here, bring him in as a youth director and a choir associate to me and a choir director and let him work with the young people? No, 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 said Brother Ray, said, don't bring nobody in. He said, they'll be your aching. They'll be like aching was to Moses to <laughs> do that. Yeah. Aaron, rather. Yes, sir. To Moses. And I said, well, that kind of bothered me. And then I saw Brother Joe Parson. I said, Brother Joe, 
you've been to our church. Both of them fellas had been here. And I said, what do you think about me getting somebody to come? He said, that's a thing for you to do. Wow. Well, one of them, two of me and I admired more than anybody else in the world. Yeah. One said do, one said don't. Yeah. I got on my knees and I said, God, what are you saying? God That's said right. do. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And it was some of the best times we've ever known here at this church is wow. when we had the, that association, Brother Jackson and I. And Brother Brusher Ray kept, came back here for a revival yeah. after we'd brought him in here and the choir was really going up. He said, I'm glad you didn't listen to me. I'm glad you've done what you're supposed <laughs> That's awesome. So it's great to get man's opinions and man's counsel. But when it all boils down to it, it's what does God say? That's right. You what go with God. God yes, so, sir. Travis, thank you for being here with you today. Yes, sir. I'm grateful to have you with us today. And it's been an honor. And I know that your testimony and your longevity in the ministry is going to bless many. And so uh, just thank you so much for being a part with us today and uh, sharing your life. Something I took away from that is you talked early on in your ministry, the doctor said you would never preach. Mm -hmm. The doctor said because your lung was collapsed and they claimed that you could not uh, physically preach. And uh, it's just amazing as you went back to the doctor, how God formed your ministry and God has used your life yes, since then and all that God has brought to pass since 86 that. years old tomorrow and my lungs, I sound pretty strong. Don't yeah, I? I think so. 86 years tomorrow and you've been in the ministry 65 years. 65 is that correct? Years. Well, that's well, praise the Lord. Ministry, 65 years. Praise the Lord. And so we're thankful to have you with us today. Thank it's you. been an honor, Dr. Barbary. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the I Am Persuaded podcast, please consider subscribing and share with your friends. We pray this is a blessing in your life. God bless.